0: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. The Chicago Bears upset the visiting Tampa Bay Bucks 20 to 19, and this was a game with six lead changes. And once again, road games, road teams on Thursday night that travel more than 850 miles are now below 40% against the spread. Tonight, the Yankees and the Rays, a deciding game five. You got the ace on the mound for the Yankees. Cole, Yankees are minus 145 favorites over the Rays in this deciding game. And speaking of deciding games, Lakers could be winning their 17th title. LeBron's number four tonight. Lakers in the series now have a 98% chance. And in this game, favored by seven. We'll be covering all that in the next hour of Vegas Truth.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. show America has always wanted I the future. I the future. from the Vegas Strip here's R.J. Bell
0: you heard it I'm R.J. live from Las Vegas live on a Friday this is we call the culmination day Monday's the aftermath. This is the culmination. What does that mean? It means all week, even since last Sunday, we've been watching tape. Actually, it's true. Some people watch tape. We've been reading articles, beat writers, trying to figure out who's going to win these NFL games. And today, every one of the games gets covered every Friday, at least with one tidbit that you need to know. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their bodies. Now, I'm a pro. Fezzik's a pro jonas is a joe in los angeles but he's the joe jonas knox
2: always good to be here rj and yes on a day in which we get prepared for a potential crowning of a champion in the nba we just saw and witnessed the falling of maybe a future and and potential greatest player of all time in tom brady on thursday night and a busy busy weekend around the nfl but what is the vegas lead here rj on this
0: friday I think we got to take care of yesterday before we can move on. That I read that in a fortune cookie once, Jonas, so Thursday <laughs> night football.
2: That's right. It was the Chicago Bears getting a 20-19 to 19 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it was Tom Brady and his forgetfulness of it being third or fourth down at the end of the game that's the story here on this Friday.
0: So how would you care? If, if for those who didn't see that, how would you characterize what happened?
2: Brady threw an incomplete pass on what was a fourth and five or a fourth and six, and he didn't immediately leave the field. The Bears were celebrating, and so people thought, well, maybe there was a flag that was being thrown because there was some confusion and nobody really knew what to do, and Brady was holding up four fingers, and he at the time, I guess, thought that it was third down and didn't understand he missed an incompleted throw uh, the, the down before and didn't count that correctly in his head, so he thought it was fourth down thus they're the confusion and the bears end up winning the game
0: now what's interesting is intellectually at 43 a, a healthy man a healthy woman there's hardly any decline now if you're trying to be a chess champion you know maybe a poet you know poets aren't as good at 43 as 23 chess champions maybe the hardest, you know, PhD-level math. But for 99.9% of people, and certainly counting to, to four, is not something that uh, age is going to have anything to do with. But the idea that because he is such an old quarterback, that, that, that the idea that, oh, he's getting forgetful, man, it, it kind of shows you, at least for my opinion, what kind of mountain Brady has to climb to succeed in a historic way, quite frankly, at his age. Um, do you feel like the response—how would you characterize the the Twitter response, the media response? I mean, were there people that legitimately were saying, oh, it's a sign of him being old?
2: Yeah, I mean, there was that that was thrown out there. I saw somebody uh, throw out the thought of, well, you know, maybe he did get— beat up pretty good last night. Maybe he was dealing with a concussion and didn't know it because he got battered around a little bit. I saw that there may have been some confusion that maybe that's where the Patriots coaching staff and their ability to be prepared every single week is where they were missing because of all the penalties. And then that play itself, there was a lot that was, that was thrown out there Uh, to me. I think he just simply forgot an incomplete pass. There was a lot going on. He's not familiar with a lot of those guys there. It was not a good second half for them. And thus, we had our J.R. Smith moment for Tom Brady. Plus, it was a standalone game. And so, of course, it got a bunch of attention.
0: Now, in theory, he might have thrown the pass differently if he knew it was fourth. So, in a in a weird way, if if you invert that and you he thought it was fourth when it wasn't, when it was third... That could be even more dangerous, but still uh, not knowing the down there, because obviously on fourth down, what do you at the very end of a game, what are you going to do? You're going to make sure to throw, even if there's a 5% chance, right? You're going to throw it up over you, behind your back if you need to, because if you go down with the ball, um, you know, uh, d- change of possession regardless. So um, not knowing the down does have a consequence in a play like that potentially, um, How would you characterize, and uh, Steve Fezzik will be joining us. I don't think we have Steve yet. All right, so we, we should, uh, oh, awesome. Steve, how you doing, buddy?
3: RJ, how are you?
0: Awesome. So what did you think of Brady in the fourth down play? I mean, uh... Do you feel like this is anything that you got to put in your back pocket and think about moving forward, or was it just one of those moments?
3: I think it was just one of those moments. I do believe he got the downs wrong and made a bad decision going way down the field with a uh, receiver that wasn't open at all. But uh, I don't think it's going to be anything to worry about going forward.
0: So what you're saying is, obviously, had the downs wrong. You're saying the throw he made, he wouldn't have made, you think, if he was aware of the fourth down yes okay that's interesting so you could say pretty big consequence there
3: oh no doubt about it. i'm still trying to figure out how tampa lost that game to the bears because throughout the game rj i really felt like tampa was the somewhat superior team but uh the bears found so, a way so to what, win
0: what metric is is that a yardage metric is that with your eyes what's driving that
3: Everything. So the yardage, certainly in rushing, stood out. Tampa Bay rushed for 5.5 yards per rush. The Bears only 2.5. So domination on the ground. And frankly, if you look at the stats for Brady and Foles, Brady was slightly better. His QBR was 56 versus Foles at 45. So across the board, the Bears had... Uh, stats that were worse. So how did the Bears win, RJ? Well, Tampa's undisciplined. Tampa, they had 11 penalties in this game. And now Tampa leads the league in penalties this year. And Tampa leads the league in penalties last year. Under Arians, they've been undisciplined.
0: Yeah, in a way, that is the question. Is you look right now, and maybe your power ratings have the answer for us. And maybe we'll start doing this week by week for a minute. Who would be favored right now? Tom Brady and his new coach (laughs) against Belichick with, assume a healthy Cam. Who's favored?
3: Tampa is favored. So Tampa is three points better than an average team.
0: Oh, okay, three points better than average. All right.
3: And you know what? And I've got New England just beneath them. So it's really close to call with a healthy Cam.
0: Jonas, who would you have in in a neutral field?
2: I would take New England.
0: Yeah, because I think with the matchup, we'd have to say Belichick knowing Brady would help a lot more than vice versa. Yeah, that's
2: and, a great point. And there's also and and something to the penalties and and the amount of penalties that they got because I think it was 11 for over 100 yards worth of penalties and they were dumb penalties. It was a personal foul on his center that Brady was yelling at him afterwards but I can remember there being uh, and I think it was the Football Life documentary on Jimmy Johnson and he was out on his yacht and Belichick was on the yacht with him and they were having a conversation and Belichick said one of the most important things that he ever learned was from Jimmy Johnson in that he'll never take a dumb player a player that makes dumb decisions. He'll take a player that has half the talent, but at least isn't going to make dumb decisions. And it just felt like there's been a lot of dumb decisions made by players on the Buccaneers, which is why they've led the league in penalties now two years in a row. And you didn't have those problems with New England. And maybe that's where the frustration from Brady is coming from, because that was something that he didn't factor in when he was making his decision on where to go.
0: You know, people keep talking about this decision. Where what was Brady's other option? If New England, (laughs) well, well, yeah. So really, the decision to go was the question. Yes. Yeah. And are we? Do we have actual reporting verified about what offer New England made him? No,
2: there was one that was thrown out there. I want to say it was a one-year deal for twenty-something, but I I don't. I don't remember the exact amount on that.
0: Well, if it was a one-year for twenty-something, he got a two-year for twenty-five each year, right? Yeah. So if you – the what's the whole – what's the point of a guaranteed contract is if you screw up, right? Yeah. If you're – real I mean, LeBron, uh, he likes one-year deals or whatever, right? Or he likes it to be a six-year with an option for him to act so he can have it. But, again, give him credit. But in general, what Brady was saying was then if that's true – is I'm leaving over, if I'm so bad this year, they don't want to pay me anything real next year, I still want to get paid. Is that what you would leave New England over?
2: Yeah, it's... Look, I just think the more that this goes on, the more I wonder whether or not he's having at least some level of
0: regret. Now, I will say this, and Fez, I'd like to get your thoughts. We're straight out of Vegas. I think... The play by play quality of Tampa. So let's say, not talking about complimentary football, not talking about how they do at the end of halves or the end of games and all the things that make Belichick and the Pats who they are. But on a per play basis, and just how good is this team? Tampa's probably a little better than I thought at this point. What do you th- uh, What What I expected at this point? What do you think?
3: I agree, but it's been the defense that has really done yep. well. And, RJ, you look at they're holding their opponents to five yards per play. The league average is right around five and a half. And that defense certainly it played very, very well last night, completely stymied Chicago, kind of an aberration. Chicago even got 20 points. Tampa's a contender because of their defense.
0: Yeah, at what point are we going to stop saying that it's an aberration or a fluke or whatever? This team is four and one. Now, Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders, he said, if you look at it, there's been—he's saying—who's been the historically bad four and one teams based upon his DVOA. So, a negative DVOA means you're a below average team. So, there's been 13 teams since 1985 that's had a four and one record. And had a negative DVOA, so they were supposed to be worse than 500 in truth, but they were four and one, right? Of those 13 teams, nine of them made the playoffs. So maybe, I mean, how? Where do you have Chicago right now?
3: Chicago, I have number 19.
0: All right, so you have them slightly below average. Yes. Which is what Schwartz is saying. Okay, there's a there's been uh, 19 or I'm sorry 13 of these teams that were 4 and 1 that were slightly below average let's say and 9 of them 9 of 13 four didn't 9 made the playoffs i means at least from that perspective bears especially with an extra playoff team bears are a favorite to make the playoffs at this point wouldn't you say
3: that is a great question. you know I don't know if I'd go that far. there's still plus I th- I last I saw plus 350 to win the division. there are three wild cards yeah all right they're probably a slight favorite to make the playoffs.
0: So I guess it's uh, being lucky I tell you there's been some Steeler teams <laughs> that were so good that just missed the playoffs. I'm talking back in 2000 like seven and and a couple I mean not in the last couple years as much and if they would have made it, who knows what would have happened but you know what? You can't win the Super Bowl, Fez, unless you make the playoffs. You can write that one down, take it to the bank. (laughs) One last thing. This is original pregame.com research. McKenzie heading this up. 850 miles is the demarcator on Thursday night. Now, Tampa flew almost 1,000 miles to face Chicago. Lost, didn't cover. So you hear about road teams, on Thursday night, and, oh, it's such a big disadvantage. But in truth, on the short travel, the less than 850 miles, they're just a smidge below 500. They're 48%. So still not great. Road teams, 48%. But if you fly more than 850 miles, literally 38%. So think about that. 26 and 42 with four pushes 26 42 and 4 bears one on the other side of that trend I mean Fez, I almost gotta think we gotta auto bet this
3: I agree you know and I'm thinking also we should auto bet more when it's significantly more than the thousand miles right if, if the thousand mile travelers don't do well the two and three thousand mile travelers really up against it
0: yeah, well, perhaps um, I don't. You know, we cannot look at that study though. I don't think they do that too often. No. Right? You don't see them bringing them, like from the, all the way from the West Coast or whatever. So, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Take our first break. When we come back, it's a segment many thinks the best of the week. We literally take every game and give you at least one fact on it you need to know. And Fez has seven picks to make in our contest. He's he's way down in the hole. Let's see if he climbs his way out.
2: That's coming up next, but first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And
1: I'm Jonas
2: Knox, voice of You, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at every single game in the NFL this coming Sunday.
0: Okay, Jonas, you are the Fez Whisperer. Fez, you pick seven games a week. Now, People don't realize how tough it is with volume like this. I gave you minus 103 because you were having to pick so many games. I mean, this uh, you're the only two-time Super Contest champion. I mean, the NFL is your thing. You pick seven games, it's tough. But now with multiple games off the board, how are you feeling this week?
3: Not so good with all these games off the board. <laughs> and Some what, stretches.
0: What's your current record?
3: 6-14-1.
0: Yeah, that's below 500.
2: <laughs> A little
0: bit. So, Jonas, seven picks this week. What's your prediction for him this week?
2: I think Fez is going to go four and three.
0: So that's you being real real optimistic.
2: Yeah, that's me. I, I want to see Fez. I want it to come down to the wire in the final weeks of the regular season. Oh, my frame. God. He what
0: might he lose his hair. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> well, I don't I know. Want.
0: Remember, he, he did have – uh, you had, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands at stakes when he won. So when you won the two Super Contests, Steve, how many did you win? By, how many games each of those years?
3: They were both right around 66%.
0: No, no. I didn't say how many games did you win. What, what win percentage you had? How many games did you win by versus oh, the number my, two team?
3: Half, half, half a game.
0: So both the wins were by half wow. a game. Yes. So you, you know pressure. <laughs> were you watching the game, like the last game to win it?
3: What do you think? Yes, intently.
0: I'm mm-hmm. not sure I wouldn't just like try to take a nap. <laughs> well, listen, it's a great day to join us with his seven pigs. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences more than doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're working hard to have the best football season yet. And on the weekend that's coming up, you can listen to the podcast. Just search straight out of Vegas on your favorite pod system. Or R.J. Bell, right now in Las Vegas on the Strip, 91 degrees. The neon is pumping.
2: So, R.J., let's get it started in the NFC South, and we go to Atlanta. We're right now on Pregame.com. The Falcons are a one-point favorite hosting the Panthers.
0: Okay, now, there's a Rod Stewart song, and it's called Every Picture Tells a Story Donut, or at least that's the chorus. Well, I often say – Every point spread tells a story, and this one tells a shocking story. Even if you assume a reduced home field, even beyond our initial assumptions about COVID and the lack of fans, this line is saying that Carolina Panthers are better than the Atlanta Falcons. I I mean, Fez, what was the Atlanta win total coming in the year? Seven and a half. And what was the Carolina? Five and a half. So they were two points better, four or two games better four games ago, and somehow they're now Carolina slightly better. I, it's hard to believe, and to me, it's hard to take Carolina. To me, it's Atlanta or pass.
2: RJ, you being the voice of Vegas, you and Colin Cowherd will discuss Vegas. It is the Raiders at the Chiefs coming up later on in the show. Next up, we go to a game that got moved to Monday. It's the Broncos and the Patriots. And right now on pregame.com, New England is listed as an 11-point favorite.
0: So this is the second week in a row that New England's not only facing their quarterback with COVID, but also the uncertainty of when they're going to play. Belichick's going to be able to handle that better than any coach, but it's still a drag. It's still a mental drain. And I think you got to consider a disadvantage. Here's something I heard on the Fox affiliate in Boston today. I do a hit with them every Friday, and it was this. There's a chance Cam plays. It's going to be, since it's been moved to Monday, the 11th day is what they've said. And that the rules say that it doesn't matter if you have, if you're still testing positive or not. So he's asymptomatic. So think about this. He's not, the theory is after 10 days, you're not contagious. So there's, that's why they have that rule. You know, you can't, no matter what, you can't be back on the field or around people for 10 days. So on day 11, he could play. Well, why wouldn't he if he's asymptomatic? Fez, what do you think about that inside info?
3: Yeah, that's strong, and certainly that line's going to come higher than 11 if Cam plays, right? All
0: right, so the the line, so right now it's off the board, right?
3: Yes, that's what I'm seeing.
0: Okay, so what do you think the line is with Cam? What do you think the line is without?
3: I think 12-and-a-half with Cam, without him eight and a half.
0: So is there anywhere in the world that's got it up now? Because if they have it up without Cam, we should be playing it, but I don't think any place has it. I don't see it. All right. Thank you, Jonas. We'll keep All right. going.
2: Next up, we go where the Rams are in Washington. And right now, RJ, we are going to get into that game later on because that is actually your total of the year. So make sure you stick around. We will get to that game coming up later on, RJ's total of the year. So from there, we go to Houston where the Texans without Bill O'Brien are hosting the Jaguars. And right now on pregame.com, it's Houston, a five-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: And I am on the Houston Texans here. I get it. They're 0-4, but uh, they've actually played statistically almost equal to their opponents despite a really difficult strength of schedule starting out, of course, with Baltimore and with Kansas City. I do expect a full effort after O'Brien got let go. I am on Houston minus the points.
0: Almost equal? What numbers are you looking at?
3: (laughs) The the old reliable yards per play here, 5.84 and against.
0: Huh? Five point eight seven seven two two again. Say it again.
3: <laughs> five point eight yards per play for Houston, and their defense gives up five point
0: eight. Okay. The same. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm confused though. How many? Like, we were talking about the stat of how long a team has been up this season, like winning. Do you have any idea how much time Houston's been winning this season? So let's think about this. You got sixty minutes a game four games uh, Fez get out your abacus how many minutes is that 240 <laughs> yes okay how many minutes would you guess an almost equal team would be up 120 yeah yeah what do you think they've been up
3: I'm gonna guess 10
0: yeah it's about let me see I'm looking at it's a chart um, yeah it looks like about 10 minutes maybe 15 so I mean literally it's less than 10% So how can you act like the stats mean anything when they're losing the game 90-plus percent of the time? They never win a game, but you're saying it's almost equal. That's why you're making the pick. Explain it to me.
3: It's a very key point that you made. And, yes, so maybe statistically the stats look equal and Houston has been outplayed. But the bottom line is they have had a monster strength of schedule.
0: If only – maybe they should have given the coach a raise instead of firing him because of the (laughs) stats. (laughs) <laughs> here's, what I'll, here's what i'll say about this game and this was actually a great get again pregame.com i haven't heard this out there um Grinnell took over one other time and this was back in 2011 i think it was yeah 2011 and this was with the chiefs and the first game he played the first game he played They were 12-point home underdogs against the undefeated world champion Green Bay Packers. The Packers were 14-0 on the season. Think about this. 14-0 after winning a Super Bowl, and they were 12-point favorites to win their 15th and be 15-0, and and Cornell, in his first game, upset Green Bay 19-14. So... It's one game, but boy, did the team respond there. So, Fez, that backs your pick up a little bit. And remember, we'll talk about this in the weeks to come, Cornell is an under coach in his career, 31 unders, or check this, 50 unders, only 31 overs. So, 62% of the time that Cornell's been the head coach, the game has gone under.
2: So, RJ, we don't often get the NFL on a Tuesday, but we will this coming Tuesday. It is the Bills at the Titans. They have been moved to Tuesday. And right now on pregame.com, it is listed as Tennessee, a six and a half point favorite. But I'm not sure this is available on many books outside of that.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. That looks like a, 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 one of the spiders making a mistake when they crawl. Because, <laughs> Faz, I mean, what, Buffalo, what? Uh, I'm thinking this game's Pickham, right? You know, just
3: too much uncertainty with everything going on with Tennessee. I don't see a line anywhere.
0: Yeah, I'm saying what would you make the the number?
3: I, I can't with Tennessee with so many players out there. What, what
0: would you make what would you make the number of Tennessee were uh, 100% healthy?
3: Right around Pickem.
0: Okay. Um I think that it's not just the COVID. So are there any key players that actually Got the COVID as they call it? Or none wh- that moved the needle. Okay. So thinning out the ranks a little bit, to me the big detriment is the lack of practice. And uh and Jonas, unless I'm mistaken, they're saying that uh they would maybe get back in the building Sunday. Is, is that what you're hearing?
2: Yeah, because they had no positive tests today. So I'm, tra- and, and I'm, you know, because I know New England's going in Saturday. I think Sunday is the day. But regardless, they're not going to have a lot of time or a lot of reps at all heading into Tuesday.
0: All right. So, you know something, Fez and me debating, we're going to have to go rapid fire the rest of the games. Let's do it.
2: All right. So we go to where the Arizona Cardinals are going, and that's New Jersey to take on the Jets. But it is right now Arizona a seven and a half point favorite over New York.
3: And I'm laying it with Arizona. This is a bet against the Jets. The Jets were in a terrific spot against a wounded, depleted Denver team. The Jets got every break they possibly could have gotten in that game with ripping Turnover after turnover. The Jets win the turnover battle by three, still lose by nine. I think the Jets just stink I'm on Arizona.
0: Okay, that's a long sentence. Now, the, uh, to me, this one is simple, and I don't know the answer. Is, is Flacco an upgrade or not on the field? I don't think it's that far one way or the other. The question is, how's the team feel? If the team's behind this move, it's gonna be a good move. If the team isn't, it's a bad move. I don't know the answer, I gotta stay away.
2: RJ, you and Colin Cowherd will take a closer look at Philadelphia and Pittsburgh coming up later on. And then we've got the Dolphins and the 49ers. This one just announced earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo will start. San Fran, a nine-point favorite on pregame.com.
0: Something I saw, and I had the Dolphins last week they did not cover, is something I saw was that with Chan Gailey, This team is so conservative that in a year where a lot of teams that haven't been aggressive became aggressive, fourth downs with the lead, uh, trying to avoid the field goals and get the touchdowns, even if it's high risk, I think Miami's at a big disadvantage with the, just generally with the old school mentality of Chan Gailey, and I think it cost them last week.
2: The Dallas Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites on pregame.com hosting the New York Giants.
3: I'm on Dallas laying the chalk. Dallas is a bully in division as a favorite, 12 and 1 straight up and against the spread.
0: I would say I would say this quickly is Dallas is a motivated big favorite. And whenever you bet an underdog, you're hoping the favorite is lax is is not playing hard. You know Dallas is playing hard. I like Dallas too.
2: The Colts and Browns will go at it in Cleveland and right now on pregame.com this game is a pick 'em
3: and i'm on the total here i'm on under 47 and a half both both teams love to run the ball they run it 50 of the time plus and both teams play at a slow pace on offense
0: you know jones we don't got time to talk about this but we i was gonna let him do totals but then he wasn't gonna be able to do my picks and then we decided against it and today he shoehorned in a total and you know what he needs it so i'm not gonna complain I actually like the Colts here a good bit. If you look at the line moves this week, the public was betting Cleveland and the pros were betting Indy. I like to be with the pros. I like Indy.
2: Sunday night football in Seattle sees the Vikings at the Seahawks, and it is the Seahawks, a seven-point favorite.
0: There's a lot of ways. Oh, go ahead, Steve. And I'm on Minnesota,
3: the dog plus the seven, all about Seattle being a fugazi. They're 13-2 and two now in close games the last two years. At some point, that luck has to run out. Overvalued, I'm on Vikings plus seven.
0: And there's a lot of ways for a team to be lucky, This is one I've never seen before quite like this. It's how many touchdowns do you get versus field goals. There's an element of luck in that. And there's been 21 scores from Seattle this year. They've had 19 touchdowns. That's in only two field goals. I mean, I get it. Good offense, Russell Wilson. That is not sustainable. And I think Seattle is a good team, but they're not near as good as people think.
2: RJ, it is early best bedtime from Steve Fezzik. And for that, we go to the AFC North, where the Baltimore Ravens are 13 point favorites hosting the Bengals. Yeah,
3: I'm on the Bengals plus the 13. It's all about Cincy being undervalued, Joe Burrow being undervalued. He wasn't very good in his first game against the Chargers. Since then, he stopped targeting A.J. Green. Double-digit times, and he's going to his other receivers with great uh, success because of that, since he's undervalued among them, plus the 13. And their defense has seen Baltimore three times already. That quirky offense for Baltimore, better to have seen him multiple times among the Bengals.
0: All right, we finish up rapid fire. When we come back, we're going to hear from Colin Cowherd and also my total, it's, it's ironic, I say it, with a wink, total game of the year.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Back to you guys.
2: Thanks, Dan. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
0: You know, that's what it would sound like if I did the updates, right? So, I mean, Dan <laughs> Beyer, literally, I've been listening to him for two years. It's like the first time he stumbled on a a name. I mean, the guy, that shows you how great he is, and I'm sincere about that. Fox, uh, I love our updates, and uh, he's, he's, to me, right there, as good as it gets. All right, we're going to take that last break. We got my best bet coming up, and some stuff from Colin is the plan.
2: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. But f- – Straight out of
1: – Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We continue on taking a look at every single game in the NFL this weekend, and we go to Pittsburgh, where it is the Steelers hosting the Eagles right now. The Steelers, a seven-point favorite on pregame.com.
0: Fez, this is pick number seven for you. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes i'm on pittsburgh minus the seven this is all about philly all the energy they had to exert in the bay sunday night football at san fran they get the win there how much do they have left i don't think much
0: all right real quick let's get an update lakers tonight can close it out what's the current number
3: money on the lakers line is up to seven and a half i like miami in this game
0: so you like them it's a bet
3: It is, RJ. All
0: right, so Lakers 7.5. You like Miami as a bat. Yankees deciding game with the Rays. Current number?
3: Yankees minus 147. Money on the
0: Yankees. Oh, Jonas, we're rapid fire, baby.
2: There we go. And it is time, RJ, for your total of the year. You talked about this earlier, and it's between the Rams and Washington. We're right now on pregame.com. The total is 46.5.
0: Okay, now, I don't want to say this was a coincidence. I don't know. Steve, you can tell me. But I was on the radio, and I gave this out on one local spot, and then, like, the, the line just keeps going up. I mean, maybe a coincidence. I don't know. I mean, it was New York City. But when RJ what, talks. Well, I don't know, man. Did you see? I mean, you know I didn't know about it because I was sitting there last night saying, let's bet this thing at 45. So, unfortunately, this is going to become a good pick, but I'm going to pull back the game of the year because we don't have the best number anymore. And by the way, the game of the year is a joke. Wink, wink, right? Here's why I like the over, over. It's because the Rams were laxadaisical last week on offense. They're not going to be laxadaisical again. And Washington, with, Kyle, or with um, Kyle Allen, is a better offensive team. The market's not necessarily saying that, but they are. And he and he fumbles too, so that's something to be worried about. It, but but it would lead to more scoring. So, to me, I love this, plus the macro idea that the league is scoring more. I really like the Rams and Washington over the total, 46 of the current number. Now, on this Raiders game in KC, Colin and I were talking about it. We got time to listen in. Let's listen. Let's go.
1: go. Now.
2: No. No. Hey, that's great
1: football now. It's Collin's. Bonus pick only for RJ Bell. Pick number six. By the way, you said you love the Raiders this week. I
2: I I didn't set up for anything. I mean, listen, here's what I know. Josh Jacobs in two games has been really, really good against the Chiefs, and their offense is converting like 53% of third down so they can keep the ball away from Mahomes. I just I just don't like betting against Patrick because he the, the backdoor covers. It always feels frightening to me because he can score so quickly. But you like the Raiders? Here's
0: why. Think about this. Baltimore Monday, New England Monday, COVID scare potentially fatiguing from that game. And then next Thursday, Thursday at Buffalo. So if there's anywhere they're going to be flat and not be looking so much for margin, just get through the game. I think it's going to be here.
2: Oh, that's an interest. I didn't even. You know what? That's good. RJ RJBellPregame.com Monday through Friday, Fox Sports Radio, 6 to 7 Eastern. And check out his Twitter account, at RJ in Vegas. Very active. Good talking to you.
0: This was a jam-packed show. By the way, if... The Tennessee doesn't play, or if they do play, it's going to be a situation they reschedule that Thursday game. So everything is up in the air. What a week.
2: If you missed any of today's show, a full preview in the NFL, go to foxsportsradio.com for the podcast. We're back on Monday, 6 Eastern time, right here on FSR.